Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Death Do Us Part Podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Hey. Hey. Oh, good Lord. So, new uh, new platform, babe. Yeah. So, guys, we are switching. It's a process, apparently. Yes. From Podbean to Red Circle. Okay. Now, this will affect nobody. Okay. <clears throat> Unless... You specifically listen to the podcast off of Podbean. Mm -hmm. If you go to Podbean under our account, under our name, it will give you the link to the new platform where you can find all of the previous episodes. Awesome. Um, It doesn't affect Patreon in any way, shape, or form. None whatsoever. Has nothing to do with Patreon. Good deal. So, yeah. So it does. it, It takes a couple days. To, to migrate everything is what they right, call it. Right, right. Podbean was great. They were a good stepping stone. But yeah, it was a good starter, but now it's time to move up a little bit. Yeah. Moving on up. Moving on up. So that's what we're doing. And merch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Merch. Mark um, told me to quit fucking making designs. <laughs> you have like a hundred. And my response to him was, you're not the one fucking making them, so you should probably shut up. True. Yeah. True. It's on you. So I have like nine different t-shirt designs. Yeah. So those are going to be posted up pretty soon. Pretty we are, soon. We already posted a couple of them and yeah. you guys have responded that you like it. We got so. great feedback. Yeah. So... More tumblers are being put up. Mm-hmm. Um, I also made decals today. Awesome. I made like a shit ton of them while you guys were playing <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> so, I figured. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for you because you're you're very excited about People, this. Okay, so. so clearly I'm not a crafty fucking person, obviously. Well, you're doing a hell of a job. Everybody is like... How the fuck did you do that in two days? I'm like, I have no idea. The first time... You've been doing it nonstop. I plugged everything in, and I was like, yes, I'm going to do this. And then it took me four and a half hours to make two crooked shirts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now... Now you figured it out, It took me like two hours to make four shirts and a tumbler the other day. So... You're on it. I'm not a crafty person, but this cricket, man. Mm -hmm. You like it. Yeah. So I I got decals... And they're like they're like true crime decals. Mm-hmm. I have a set of bloody hands. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, that's cool. Yeah. So that stuff is going to be it's going to be put on our website. Okay. And 
if all goes right, because we all know I'm computer fucking stupid, right. you will be able to place your order on the website. Okay. So. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. And then we have Patreons. Ah, we got some new ones. Patreons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. We got another one. Oh, that's cool. All right. So, we have Jennifer. Thank a you, A second Jennifer. Jennifer. Awesome. Um, and then we have Terry. Thank you, Terry. And we have Cheryl, who Cheryl. I know her friend also listens, because I was trying to help him with the RSS feed, because it's a little confusing. Yeah. Um, and then Lisa. Awesome. And Michelle. Thank you, guys. You guys are fucking awesome. Yeah. For real. You Patreons, thank you so much yeah. for your support. Seriously. Awesome. And don't forget, you guys get a discount on merchandise. Yep. So. Um, whatever tier you are. Yeah. Whatever tier you are, you get that discount. Yeah. So. so right? Yeah. Like the yeah. So five, like the $5 tier gets get a five, 5% off. $10 tier gets 10% off. $20 tier gets 20% right. off. So. So now to the thing with the other <clears throat> platform guys is they're going to be putting ads in. Yeah. So <clears throat> one of the big, big perks of Patreon is ad-free episodes. Mm-hmm. You get ad-free episodes with every tier. Right. So just keep that in mind. Right. I don't know if you guys want to hear me talking about HelloFresh or not. So, <laughs> I mean, right. whatever. <laughs> I hear, though, if you get, like, the ad, they send you the stuff to use. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Down for that. Yeah, I'm down for that. Can we pick a vodka to sponsor us, Tito's or something? Dude, Smirnoff, you know the the red, white, and blue Mm -hmm. uh, seltzers? Yeah. They have vodka now. Yeah, we need that. Why am I not drinking that out of the bottle? Yeah, we need that. Man. So. (sighs) Well, what do you got for us today? Today, and it's funny because I had this done, and then someone requested it. Oh. Remember? Fancy It was like the day after. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm already fucking done with that. You looked at me like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, that was creepy. So this is a a Canadian case. Okay. Um, It's a, I would smack the fuck out of this girl. Uh, It's Jasmine Richardson and Jeremy Steinke. 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 Do the Steinke like. They call them stinky in school. I would think so. As would I. Yeah, I would too. Uh, You should Google his pictures when we're done. Why? Because he's a raging tool bag. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Let's give the Patreons a little like. Oomph, or the people like a little umph. So we're doing this one. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we have a UK case. Mm-hmm. And then for, are we doing a third one and then a Patreon? Yeah. All right. I don't know what the third one's going to be, but the next Patreon coming up is Jessica Chambers. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Keep it in mind. People like that one. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward. This is a weird monster flavor. It's green. What is it? I don't know. Apple or something? I mean, you know what? Maybe that's what I'm tasting is apple. And maybe that's why I'm like, I'm not sure how I fucking feel about this. Let's see. Uh, no, it talks about a fucking beach. Oh. No. All right. This is not beachy. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not terrible. It's not fucking great, but it's not terrible. Mm. Yuck. 
Time to take my meds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark's doing a, a med change now, and he, he sleeps about 27 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I, I can't <laughs> fucking help it. I know. Our nephew was over yesterday watching the Sox game. And then we ended up watching Intervention because we were taking the over-under on whether or not they were going to stay or they were going to relapse, which is, I know we're terrible fucking people. Right. Sorry, I'm not sorry. <laughs> you at one point were laying in a very weird position, apparently, because Josh is like, is he okay? And I was like, yeah, he's fine. Are, are, you, are you sure? I said, he's still breathing, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, then we're cool. <laughs> There's nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah I, uh, dude, I, I just, I can't keep my eyes open. You don't have to. There's no reason to. Oh, my God. It knocks me the Because then I can make 157 out. different designs. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, right now, I could fall asleep on my chair. I'm surprised we're doing this right now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, if you, you hear snoring, do don't, yeah, don't it, be alarmed. Don't panic. It's just me. All right, let me take a drink of water and then... Go, 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 And hit your vape. It's been a while. I need I need a smoke. I need to make a decal for my cup. Yeah. Yeah. One of the listeners came up with some good uh, ideas. Like our sayings that we say. Yeah. Um, like, your hands aren't painted on. <laughs> um, and our kids are assholes. So, I'm probably going to do that. All right, you ready? I am ready. Hit me with it. All right. So it all started with a normal happy family. The Richardsons, Mark 42, Deborah 48, Jasmine 12, and Jacob, who was eight, were living in Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada in 2006. They have the funkiest names. Yeah, right? Uh, Mark and Deborah met in 1990 at the gym. Both were actually recovering addicts who found a clean, sober partner in each other. The pair married in Toronto and started a family. After 15 years of marriage, the family moved to Medicine Hat. Mark was described as a bear of a man with a mustache to match. He was in instrumentation tech in the oil and gas industry. I had to make sure that I wrote it the so fuck? I could read it. What I don't, is that? I don't know. Sounds important. Though. Instruments? He plays with instruments? I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Um, Deborah was described as beautiful and perky with a, quote, megawatt smile. She cleaned houses part-time and was in the process of opening her own business. She was very into Native spirituality, dream catchers, and Reiki, which is a Japanese form of energy healing and a type of alternative medicine. Uh So she was getting ready to open a Reiki studio in her basement. Fancy. Yeah. I looked into it. If I could stick to it, like, yeah, it's Buddha-like, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, she was also into uh, Wicca. Mm-hmm. She was described as the sweetest person but was a fierce mama bear. Jasmine was following in her mom's footsteps. She was a beautiful, sweet girl attending a Christian school. She loved to listen to music and do art, recently enrolling in a fine arts program at school. She was also into the native spirituality and Wicca and that stuff with her mom. Yeah. Uh, Jacob was the class clown who loved hockey and Jedis. He wanted to be a policeman or a sh- soldier. I almost said soldier. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, when he grew up. When asked what made him happy, he said, I have a great family and I'm very fast. Ooh. He's very fast. Very fast. So Jasmine was entering adolescence and was absolutely beautiful. She had long, dark hair with pale blue eyes. 
she had also physically developed earlier and looked a lot fucking older than 12. Yeah. Like, a lot older than 12. Yeah. Um, so according to the American Psychological Association, quote, early maturing girls are at an increased risk of a range of psychosocial problems, including depression, substance abuse, and early sexual behavior. Hmm. They are three times greater uh, to develop an eating disorder, behavioral problems, or aggression. Really? Hmm. It's interesting. Mine just came on its own. Um, at 11 years old in 2005, Jasmine got on the computer and signed up for a couple social media websites saying she was older than she was. One of them was MySpace. Ooh. Yeah. She said she was 16 and went by the name H. Uh, what's the lower one? Lower. Lower case? No, lower like hyphen. The uh, underscore. Unders oh, okay. Madness underscore X. Now, she's getting into like the goth scene. Which yeah. is, whatever, that's cool. I dig to it. To each his own. I she went it. to a Christian Christian school, so it was kind of like, yeah. mm, what, are you, what are you doing? But right. whatever. So on MySpace, she put her likes to be hatchets, serial killers, moonlight, blood, criminal psychologist, and kinky shit. Hey. All right. She's 11. Uh -huh. Yeah. What the fuck do you know that's kinky? Yeah. Yikes. You're 11. I don't even know kinky shit. You're 11. Mm. Her heroes were Jeffrey Dahmer, Batman. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Chris Angel. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember him? <laughs> what in the actual fuck is all I have to say dude, about Chris Angel? That dude was fucking scary. He sold his soul to the, to the devil. Oh, he did. Speaking of which, her other hero was Marilyn Manson. Oh, jeez. Well, he's like a pedophile, right? No? He got caught, like, doing some shit he shouldn't have been doing? Not that I know. Yeah, of. like beating his ex-wife or something? Oh, yeah, I, I did hear that. Uh, she also signed up for a website called VampireFreaks.com. Sweet. Which is a website that still exists. Really? By the way, yes. She said she was 15 years old, and her name was Killer Kitty. Killer Kitty. Call me cat. Kitty cat. Wait, is that from Wedding Crashers? Yeah. <laughs> okay, kitty cat, this is really fucked up. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, another one was Nexopia, which was kind of um, local to the Canadian area for teenagers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, her name was Runaway Devil mm. under the email Dying Resurrection. Mm. What? These are weird. This is why you check things. Mm -hmm. So her bio, she put, quote, I am the almighty jazz, bow down. Right on. <laughs> That's what I should say to you. Uh, so I could laugh at you just like I'm laughing now. Uh, I think deep thoughts. I always think of Saturday Jack, Life. Jack deep Andy. thoughts by Jack Handy. Uh, although I can be very good at hiding my feelings, I don't trust easily. I have either lots of energy or very little. I make attempts at poetry and anime. I make wookie noises and often scare, <laughs> often scare small children. Uh, I'm afraid of llamas. Why? Llamas are... I fucking love llamas. Yeah. I'm about to put a llama on a motherfucking t-shirt. Eat it, Tina. I gotta find a llama. I made a unicorn one, guys. Yeah. Gotta find a llama. Yeah. Uh, I'm told I'm mentally, and I won't say that, the R word, because yeah. I know it bothers a lot of people. I don't people. like so, that. Um, 
Often I am loud and bounce a lot. When I am hyper, I like to dress up and want an Edward Scissorhands outfit. I do too. They're real. Ask I do Amber. Too. Amber says they're real. Mm. Yeah. Uh, other people live in my head with me. I like random questions. I like to pretend I'm a gangster with the hard R, by the way. Ooh. Sometimes, but don't worry, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I sometimes watch Teen Titans because I'm that cool. I play guitar and I suck. Welcome to my tragic end. <laughs> what? Uh, That's so much. Yeah, it is. Oh. Jasmine would often post song lyrics and short stories from Edgar Allan Poe. <clears throat> Enter Jeremy. So, Jeremy. Stanky. Stanky. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's just call him Stanky Leg. Stanky Leg. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, it's speculated that they met um, online, but most people say they met at an all-age punk show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Cool. Uh, Jeremy Allen Stankyleg was 23 years old. Uh, he dropped out of high school three months into 10th grade. Mm, good job. He lived in a local trailer park in Medicine Hat with his alcoholic mother. Mm. Uh, before Jeremy's dad left, he would come home drunk daily, whip Jeremy, and drag him to his room by his ears. Sounds like a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a fucking Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, allegedly, uh, it started when Jeremy was a toddler. The men after that weren't any better. His first stepdad had three kids, and to discipline the kids, he would line them all up and hit their hands with paint sticks till someone fessed up. What the fuck? But really? Jeez. I mean, my dad lined us all up one day until one of us fucking fessed up. We wouldn't get lined up. We would oh, just we get hit with hangers yeah. and well, belts. <laughs> We got a paddle, so we turned out fine. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, maybe. Yeah. So uh, Jeremy said if one kid was in trouble, um, he would tie the others to chairs and force them watch the one get disciplined. Yeah. That's all fucked up. Uh, the third stepdad shoved his head into a deep freezer, <laughs> causing a head injury. I shouldn't laugh. Jesus. Um, Jeremy at one point tried to defend his mom and was repeatedly punched in the face and the head. Uh, by the Thanks. time he, yeah, by the time he was a teenager, he had already attempted suicide. No. Uh, he wore a necklace with a vial of blood in it. Whose blood? It doesn't say. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Which frightens me a little. Uh, he also thought he was a three hundred year old werewolf. Hmm. Yeah. And he was part of a Lycan Brotherhood. That's apparently a werewolf pact. Uh, I learned that. Yeah. Uh, now, Lycans are similar to werewolves, but Lycans can change at any time, while werewolves can only change on a full moon. Lycans are also smarter and stronger. Oh. I did look this up. Do they need a silver bullet? I don't know. No, I thought like silver bullet kills werewolves. Yeah. Well, they don't want to die. Hmm? I don't know. Uh, so he has a personal blog where he writes all about his like and brotherhood. Uh, Jeremy would tell people to be careful or he would eat them. <laughs> I forgot it wrote that. <laughs> he was badly bullied in school and they called him Stinky. I would call him Stinky like again. I would too. Uh, his mom and he and his mom, excuse me, moved all the time, so he never really had a chance to make and keep friends. Uh, his elementary school teacher described him as an angry, unstable child. 
which is probably cause for concern, I would think. Red flag. Um, He would pick fights, and classmates said he was asking to be teased with the way he acted. Like a werewolf. Do you think he did that? I would. You do it now. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'm a lichen. Nobody bullies you but me and Jax. (laughs) (laughs) True story. But you guys have really been on my ass the last couple days. Man. We have. Bunch of jerk faces. (laughs) So Jeremy started smoking pot and drinking. He quickly moved on to mushrooms, ecstasy, and acid. Uh, He also started cutting, possibly. Yeah. No confirmation on that. Uh, At 15, he was drinking alone heavily and somehow ended up outside, passed out in the driveway and ended up hospitalized for hypothermia. Jeez. Yeah. Um, After that, in 2004, he tried school at Medicine Hat College to get his GED, but he dropped out. No. Uh, He would couch surf with his friends most of the time. Um, He left his mom's for a little bit, but then came back. Shortly after he moved back in, his mom was arrested for stabbing her boyfriend, Wilford Yates. What the fuck? She received 12 months probation. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, which she repeatedly violated because she kept seeing him. Is this Cook County? What is with, like, I'm pretty sure that if I stabbed you, I don't think you would come back. Right. These men keep coming back. I don't know. I, ugh. Vagina's made of gold or something. It's gotta be. Yeah. Fuck. So when Jeremy was 20, he had a 17-year-old girlfriend. Not awful. No. Uh, She said she probably only knew 10% of the real Jeremy, and his demeanor would change with the blink of an eye. He would sit up in the middle of a dead sleep and start talking to himself, to which I ask, why are you sleeping next to each other? (laughs) Yeah. Fucking 17. Yeah, true. You, You can date. That's cool. Go to McDonald's. Get a shake. Mm-hmm. Come home, you go home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, according to her, after her, he started dating girls that were even younger. Mm. Now he's snorting uh, cocaine oh, and geez. getting in trouble with the police. Uh, he had been arrested for shoplifting, passing bad checks, and disturbing the peace. Which, um, what, what is disturbing the peace? Like, what do you have to do? I get you have to disturb the peace. Yeah, but like, I mean, just... Be a dick or what? Yeah, I mean you're you're doing something to annoy the public or whatever. I I, I don't know how to explain it. I mean you're just you're disturbing the peace. Hmm. I didn't know if there was like qualifications. Yeah, I mean the exact elements. I I don't know off the top of my head, especially in Canada. I don't know what they consider it, but you're doing something to breach the peace. What was that? Um, I need to get Call of Duty off my phone <laughs> because at five o'clock every day, oh, I get messages. It was like a dead stare at yeah. your phone. Uh, claim your heavenly power on the new Mythic Odin. Well, claim it, damn it. Why the fuck is Call of Duty on my phone? Yeah, Jax. Oh, my God. <clears throat> All right. So at some point, Jeremy got diagnosed with ADHD. Um. And according to the book, the book is actually called Runaway Devil, yeah. the two authors suggest that Jeremy possibly had fetal, al- fetal alcohol syndrome, which a lot of his shit makes sense. Yeah. It kind of meshes. Uh, 60% of all babies born with fetal alcohol syndrome are eventually diagnosed with ADHD. 
Other symptoms are hyperactivity, low IQ, poor reasoning and judgment skills, poor school performance, difficulty telling the difference between reality and fantasy. And I wrote, hey, hey, red flag. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now at 22, Jeremy, who already believed himself to be a lichen, started getting into the goth culture also because it's different. Right. Um, <clears throat> he started hanging out with a group of younger goth kids. Uh, he was popular amongst the group and they treated him as sort of a leader, probably because he had the mentality of a 12 year old, yeah. which goes along with the fetal alcohol syndrome. Right. Um, the girls absolutely loved him, which I have no fucking idea why after seeing a picture of him. Um, Unlike the typical goth mellow attitude, like they're just kind of chill, you know, mm -hmm. he was super aggressive all the time. Okay. But the girls of the group said that he was a sweet, generous guy. Okay. Just, Two different. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you just trying to look like a badass? Right. I don't know. In 2005, he started wearing a neoprene uh, half face mask all the time. Yeah. Which is fucking weird. Because after <laughs> spending two and a half years in a fucking mask, yeah. keep that shit away from me. Um, so in late 2005, early 2006, depending on the source, Jasmine and Jeremy met at a punk club through Jasmine's 13-year-old friend, Kaylee, who's also a dickhead, by okay. the way. She's a runaway. Uh, that's not why she's a dickhead. But. Yeah. Jasmine said she liked Jeremy because he was popular, hyper, his energy, and his need to be the center of attention. Uh, Jasmine and her parents were already fighting over her hanging out with older guys. And yeah. two of the older guys that she hung out with, do you want to know their names? What? Raven. Okay. And Trenchcoat. Well, I mean, my name is Dragon, so... You have to call me Nighthawk. Yeah. Trenchcoat? Yeah, it's... You could seriously that's the best you could come um, up with. Ugh. So Yeah. She She had one point uh gone to her school guidance counselor to tell the counselor that she wanted to be placed in foster care. Okay. The guidance counselor was like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you having problems at home? Are you being hurt? Right. And Jasmine said, No, my parents are just assholes. <laughs> yeah. Quote, I wanted to keep having fun and disobeying. And she was tired of being grounded on the weekends. Oh. So foster care. Yeah. Um, so the counselor obviously was like, if I thought there was anything to it, I would have yeah. looked into it. But she's an asshole kid. Yeah. So whatever. Um, <clears throat> she at one point was getting questioned about her dress, the way she dressed. She was starting to wear more like goth type makeup and stuff. They called her parents into the school, and they were like, listen, she's not fucking hurting anybody. Like, she's just expressing herself. Right. So they were okay with that. Until her skirts got, like, a lot fucking shorter. Mm -hmm. Then they weren't okay with that. But, uh, so obviously, her and Jeremy start dating, if you could call it that. Um, they were hanging out all the time, but she had to keep the relationship secret because, again, let me remind you, she's 12. Man. And he's 23. Oh, my God. He said, well, she told me she was 13. Dude. What is the difference between 12 and 13? Nothing. He thought she was 16 when they met. Dude. Which I could see. She looked 16. When, when you asked her how old she was and she said, I'm 13, you should have been like, peace. See ya. Yeah. So I will, I will continuously Later, remind you that she's 12. 
On February of 2000, in February of 2006, close to Valentine's Day, Jeremy sent an email from the name Morbid Flames and asked Jasmine to be his girlfriend. Ooh. Uh, their first date was a few days later at an all-age punk show. Um, <clears throat> they talked on the phone every day and used the internet. Jeremy was on all the same social media platforms that she was. His name on Nexopia was Soul Eater. <laughs> And he would leave messages to cool. his um, fellow Lycan brethren. Yeah. So uh, his favorite bands were Dying Fetus. Mm-hmm. Mer- you know these bands, don't you? I've heard of them. I'm like, Mark's going to know the fucking name of these. Uh, Murder Dolls mm-hmm. and Marilyn Manson. Yeah. His dislikes were my heart being broken again. True that. So sorry. True that. Homewreckers. Fuck Yeah. Liars. Liars. Planes. Planes? What? <laughs> Posers. Well, yeah. And um, prostitutes. He says, quote... Why? I, They're I, just trying to make a living? Well, he says, I like to kill them, play with their insides, and eat. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Okay. What I mean, you, we were good with prostitutes. Yeah, like, we were good That's with not that. Creepy. <laughs> I like to play with the inside. <laughs> Hello, so, Clarice. Oh my God. So on vampirefreaks.com, he said, "I believe in blood," which I hope you do because you, yes. you need it. I didn't think it was something you believed in. No. Um, destruction. Yes. Guts, gore, and greed. Yeah. yeah. And he liked blood, razor blades, eyeliner, and again, kinky fetishes. Right on. What? You know what? Never mind. Likes that poop uh, shoot. Jeremy would serenade Jasmine over the phone with songs he would write that were awful, by the way. I love you. I mean, that was literally <laughs> what it was 17 times. I want to play with your butt. So basically what you sing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Over the phone. Let me motorboat you. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, this is for real what he fucking sings to me at like three in the morning. I do. He wakes up. I'm researching and he starts fucking singing and then like falls asleep mid sentence. Let me motorboat your butt. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's great. Jesus fucking Christ. Remind me to tell you something after this. Okay. Um, Jasmine said, quote, I felt really flattered and loved. And she felt, I felt really flattered and loved. Jesus Christ. He was really romantic. He told me that he loved me all the time. I was falling in love with him. Yes. Bitch, you are 12. Right. You don't even know what love is. Ugh. The email exchanges between the two um, are fucking ridiculous to the point that I I couldn't, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't do it. Um, one of the songs that he wrote her though was called "Till Death Do Us Part." Ooh, yeah, fancy uh, that. But he called her fucking cuddle bunny. So like, you kind of cancel all of your bad yeah. boy shit out with cuddle bunny. And he also, which I found fucking disgusting, was at one point he calls her a sexy beast. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you call me that. But. I never have. <laughs> <laughs> so. And never will. Um, her parents at this point, like when she, they started noticing a change, they really tried to keep up on monitoring her uh, social media and internet usage. Yeah. 
When they saw her emails and the message board messages, uh, they freaked the fuck out. Yeah. They took all of her shit away. Good. So, um, so in turn, Jasmine and Jeremy flipped out. Um, what did I write? Lo- I put love, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Well, that explains a lot. <laughs> um, on March 9th, he put a post um, on his page. It was a poem about murder. So they both complained. Murder was the case at the gate. I know every motherfucking word to that. I know. Yeah. I know you do. Which, by the way, I was telling Josh last night that you call me ghetto. And he's like, you are not fucking ghetto. And you you sound the fuck asleep. We're like, yes, she is. (laughs) Did I really? I don't even remember that. Yes. Yep. You did. I'm fucking great. So both of them went to their friends and complained. And both sides of their friends. So like Jasmine's friends are like cool we kind of agree with her parents because he's gross dating a 23 year old yeah you think yeah and his friends were like uh cool we kind of agree with her parents because she's fucking 12 yeah yeah so they were pissed about that um but now at this point she starts sneaking out because the two of them are having sex oh my god yeah on march 13th 2006 he sends an email that started with hey sexy which bothers me uh then goes on to say quote i miss you more than killing people can we get together and kill people together? Well, that's lovely. She responds with, killing people? Sounds like fun. This is something I would text you. It, it, is. <laughs> it is. But we can acknowledge that. We, right. And we're not 12. Right. Nor do we wear blood around our neck. I mean, we could. Well, I mean, hey. We could. We could. Yuck. Um, so speaking of blood vials during uh this month of february he gives her a vial of his own blood to wear around her neck yes that's sweet uh jasmine at this time was grounded for forever (laughs) as far as her parents (laughs) were concerned because one night she was supposed to be babysitting her eight-year-old brother who is fucking adorable by the way uh she got bored so her and her friend went to 7-eleven and they left this poor child at home so he fucking panics because he's terrified and yeah. he calls his parents. They come home and they're like, you will never see the light of motherfucking yeah. day again. So. Yep. Concur. Yeah. On March 16th, 2006, Jeremy messages a friend saying him and Jasmine wanted to kill her parents like natural fucking born killers. Oh what God. is it with this movie? Dude, it's intense. You, you should see it. I it's, feel like I have to yeah. at this point. It's intense. It, it's weird too yeah it's out there like she has a brother but it's really her kid because her dad was Uh, i don't remember all that i'll have to watch it it's been years since i've seen it but it's it's out there i'll explain it because i wrote it down uh natural born killers is a 2004 movie directed by oliver stone starring woody harrelson and juliette lewis mickey and mallory are both victims of traumatic childhoods then go on a killing spree starting with her parents sparing her brother uh, it was originally rated NC-17, but received an R rating after four minutes of violence was cut out. In 2006, Entertainment Weekly named, named it the eighth most controversial film in history. It is also said to be based loosely off of spree killer Charles Starkweather. He, along with his 14-year-old girlfriend, uh, Carol Ann Fugit. 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 Murdered 11 people in Nebraska and Wyoming between December of 1957 and January of 1958. You know what I got to say about that? Oh, God. Fook it. Yeah. 
Did you know? So Quentin Tarantino wrote it. Yeah, and that's why he he, he got he, booted from it. But all his movies are just they're fucked up. But he's weird. He ended up like he got pissed off and like signed off his rights and then tried to come back and get him. And it was a whole Woody big Harrelson. Fucking I love, by the way, he's great. I fucking love him. So but yeah, that movie is it's out there. I love it. It's good, but it's it's trippy. I love to watch it. Yeah. So Jeremy continues his message um, saying, quote, the whole point of killing them would be to start a spree across Canada, kind of like the legendary Mickey and Mallory. Love, love birds. Now, have you seen that movie? It's the best love story of all time. I loves it so much. I want to do it myself. I loves it. I loves it. I'm going to start saying that now. I loves it. Mm-hmm. Taking a hit from a vape. I wrote Jasmine's part and I meant parents. Jasmine's parents at this point were desperate. Uh, they forced her into family counseling. Now, surprisingly, she actively parti- participated in after a few sessions. Her parents said they did notice some small changes happening. Yeah. So they decided maybe to give her some of her privileges back. So um, that included being able to start going to punk shows again with the catch that they had to go with her. Okay. So she was like, that's cool. Like, I'm going to see my friends. I kind of want to go. Yeah. So they take her to a show and uh, promptly lose her, which is probably easy yeah. in a punk show like oh, that. Yeah. Um, they finally found her in an alley making out with Jeremy. Kudos to her dad for not ending up in jail. Right. Yeah. Killing him. Um, <clears throat> they grounded Jasmine for a month and took away her phone and computer. Mm-hmm. My note says I would have gone to jail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jasmine didn't let this stop her. She started using a library computer to communicate with him. Mm. On March 20th, 2006, Jasmine emailed Jeremy, quote, so I have this plan. It begins with me killing them and ends with me living with you. Yikes. Uh, On March 24th, 2006, Jeremy posts a poem he wrote. uh, Oh, excuse me. On the 21st, he responded with, well, I love your plan, but we need to get a little more creative with, like, the details and stuff. Guys, do you know everything on the internet stays on the internet? They obviously don't. <laughs> hey, premeditation. Right. <laughs> so he posts a poem he wrote. Uh, he put it on Nexopia. He talks about her parents being shitty to Jasmine. And the lyrics, some of the lyrics are, quote, Their throats I want to slit, their blood shall be payment. Uh, So not only are these two dipshits allegedly planning the murders, they can't fucking stop talking about it. That is the problem. That's why you get caught. Um, He's all over social media and she's constantly telling her friends. And their friends are like, they're fucking stupid. Like, they're not going to do this. Right. You know, they're 12 and fucking 12 as far as he's concerned. Um, Both sides of friends said that she was constantly begging him to do it, like in front of other people, like just kill him. Jesus. She constantly talked about it. Uh, she would say, if you love me, you'll do it. So in April of 2006, Jeremy and his friend Grant Bolt were hanging out in, uh, I think it was Jeremy's truck, in a store parking lot smoking pot. Jeremy looks over at Grant and says, quote, how far would you go for love? And Grant's like, dude, can we smoke this blunt? <laughs> like, I don't care about Bruh. love. Bruh. Um, Jeremy said Jasmine threatened to break up with him if he didn't kill her parents. And he said, quote, I don't think I can do it by myself. I need someone I can trust. Are you in? <laughs> Unsure if he was serious, Grant 
literally said, um, fuck no. <laughs> so a couple of days after this, Jeremy responds uh, to a post on vampirefreaks.com. A friend of his posted he was so bored that he was hitting himself. What? Should we tell Jax that next time? He's like, I'm bored. Yeah. And we'll go slap yourself. Punch yourself. <laughs> so Jeremy responds with, oh, yeah, LOL. Hope you enjoy hitting yourself. I, on the other hand, would rather do morbid shit, like Jazz's rents, for example, which I'm going to do this weekend. Yikes. Digital footprint. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. On April 22nd, 2006, the Richardsons were having a backyard barbecue. Jacob was playing with his friend Gareth, who was supposed to have a sleepover that night, but Gareth ended up leaving to go to a hockey game with his grandmother. Um, Jeremy, on the other hand, got himself a six-pack and some pot, smoked two bowls with his dealer, then went home. Right on. Drank all his beer, then drank his mom's. Started on the vodka. Right on. So far, I don't see a problem. Just saying. Jasmine took a bubble bath. Oh. Yeah. She got a text from her friend asking what she was doing uh, the next day. She, you know, do you want to go out? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She said, no, I can't. And then stopped answering her. But she enjoyed her bubble bath, I'm sure. Nice. Um, at 9 o'clock, Jeremy took his mom's truck to his friend Jordan's house. Now, Jeremy had already called Jordan several times to get Jordan to help him. So Jordan was trying to fucking avoid him. Yeah. But forgot to tell his girlfriend Stephanie that. And she let him in. So he starts begging Jordan to help. And Jordan basically says he can't. He doesn't have it in him. You know. Right. Jeremy leaves pissed off and goes back to his mom's. Soon as he gets home, he calls Jordan one last time and told him that if anybody goes to the police, he's killing everyone because he won't know who the rat was. Then stop talking to people. Yeah. Stop. It's as simple as that. Stop talking to people. Uh, At some point, some of his friends come over and they watch Natural Born Killers. (laughs) I wrote... Let it go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, why did I write that? Dude. I know he ends up telling his friends, like, they let, in the movie, they let the brother go. Yeah. And he turned to his friends and said, quote, that's where it's going to be different. Jasmine's going to kill her brother. At 3 a.m., uh, Jeremy goes to see his Coke dealer. This kid can fuck up some drugs, man. Yeah, he can. Um, his girlfriend's, uh, the dealer's girlfriend said that she saw him snort six lines. Holy fuck. <laughs> like, even Dude. if, even if they're little lines, that's, that's a, a fuck ton of cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Uh, he then drank vodka and a bottle of wine that was a vampire brand wine. Hmm. Oh. Interesting. Oh, we have a wine bottle that talks. Yeah, I know. Which is, that's badass. It is badass. So, it kind of have a taste for wine I, tonight. Ugh. I might crack open a bottle if you don't mind. I do wine. Um, so he left there and stopped to get gum on the way to Jasmine's house because she did not like the taste of him smoking. Mm-hmm. At 4 a.m., he arrived at the Richardsons. He threw a pine cone at Jasmine's window to wake her up like he usually did. She let him in the basement window where she normally snuck out of. Um, he had a knife in his, in the pocket of his hoodie, black fishnet sleeves. You're wearing a hoodie. Yeah. Why are you wearing those? Right. And that fucking neoprene face mask, which is creepy. Yeah. Um, because he's tweaking out of his fucking pea brain. Uh, he made a shit ton of noise coming in the window. Shit ton. 
it woke up Deborah, the mom. Yeah. Thinking Jasmine was sneaking out, Deborah went running downstairs in just her blue nightgown. Uh, trigger warning, FYI. Uh, she was instead met by Jeremy, who immediately started slashing at her. Deborah started screaming and put her arms up in defensive mode. And Jeremy took this opportunity to repeatedly stab Deborah in the torso. She was stabbed 12 times. Deborah's screaming woke Mark up, the dad. He went running downstairs in just black boxers, grabbing a screwdriver along the way. Mark was also met by Jeremy. Jeremy actually had the balls in his pants to later say that Mark attacked him, so he had to fight back. Quote, he came at me real fast. I was scared shitless. I went to back up and tripped and fell, and he jumped on me and attempted to stab me in the chest. Yes, you stabbed his wife. Yeah. You're lucky. He then tried to gouge his eyeballs out. By the way, do you hear Jax upstairs? Yeah, I do. He is loud as fuck. <laughs> I'm going to text him. Um, so during the scuffle, Jeremy knocked the screwdriver out of Mark's hands. So Mark tried to gouge Jeremy's eyes out with his thumbs, which is what we teach the kids. Mm-hmm. Go for their eyeballs. Uh, Mark fought like a son of a bitch. He was able at one point to choke Jeremy. Um, at this moment, Jasmine ran downstairs and said, quote, I saw my mom laying at the bottom of the stairs. I saw my dad and Jeremy fighting. <clears throat> I was hearing them yell things, so I ran back upstairs. What? What? Okay. She said she also heard her dad ask Jeremy, quote, who are you and why? Jeremy got out from underneath Mark and stabbed him nine times in the back. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Mark then ended up on his back. He looked, Jer- he looked at Jeremy in the eye and said, quote, why? Jeremy looked the man in his face and said, quote, because you treat your daughter like shit. This is what your daughter wanted. That was the last fucking thing he heard. Yeah. Fucking terrible. Uh, Mark and Deborah were both dead at this point with 24 total stab wounds just to Mark. Oh, my God. Jeremy went upstairs and found Jasmine in the kitchen. And he said, quote, she gave me a hug, kissed me and told me that she loved me. She turned and went back upstairs. I waited for maybe 30 seconds. I don't know how long, but I turned to go upstairs to find out what she was doing. I assumed she was grabbing some belongings or something, and I heard some kind of conversation. I don't know what was said. Jasmine was with Jacob in his room, shushing him. Um, He kept asking what was happening. Why are are they screaming? Why are mom and dad screaming? Um, Jasmine pretended to try and cradle him to soothe yeah. him. Uh, but in reality, she was trying to choke the fuck out of him. Oh he was able to get away uh, and tried to leave his room. Jasmine knew that Jeremy was coming up the stairs because she could hear his erratic breathing. Quote, he was staggering up the stairs. There was blood all over him. He was dragging his sleeve on the wall, which they said they found. Like a, just like a sweatshirt streak, oh, if really? that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, either Jeremy or Jasmine... They both say the other one said it regarding Jacob said, quote, we can't just leave him. Investigators would later say that Jacob fought as hard as his dad did. There was blood covering his room. He was repeatedly stabbed and his throat was slit. There was a spot. Say goodbye. 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. In the hallway, so saturated with blood, police said, quote, a major bloodletting event occurred. Uh, Obviously, Jasmine said Jeremy did it. He said she did it. Jeremy said she slit Jacob's throat, then calmly stepped over him, went to the kitchen, barely rinsed the knife, and placed it on the counter. My God. That's where the police found it. Yeah. Dude, that's... Do you want to know the worst part? This part broke my fucking heart. What? He grabbed Jacob, grabbed his lightsaber to try and fight back. Oh, my God. There was bloody handprints on it. He was using it to try and fight back. Oh, dude, that... That one broke me a little. That's going to make me tear up. Yeah, that broke me a little. Because, you know, he's fucking terrified. So... Um, that just almost made me yeah. tear up. Uh, Jasmine told Jeremy to go wait outside while she grabbed all of her shit. She grabbed a packed bag, which she had already packed, in her mom's purse. Uh, Jeremy, apparently forgetting the plan, instead of waiting for Jasmine, he ran down the street, got in his car, and fucking left her there. Oh, he ended up going back to the trailer and showering. Jasmine was like, what the fuck, dude? Right. <laughs> so at 5.25 a.m., she calls a cab and heads to the trailer. She obviously went and cleaned out her mom's bank account prior yeah. to calling the cab. Uh, the pair packed up all the bloody clothing and threw it out in a dumpster at a random apartment complex. They then wiped down the truck and headed to Jeremy's Coke dealer's house. The dealer said that Jeremy scared him with his behavior. Quote, he spooked me. He asked me how to get blood off of knives, not knife knives if you're spooking your coke dealer the, there's something wrong. i'm just saying yeah you know they've seen some shit right. uh well then they ended up at a party okay it's like 6 a.m what yeah what? what the fuck party is going on it's still raging like that dude Whew. and i mean i i don't think we're just old i couldn't do but there's no <laughs> fucking way i could do that <laughs> Um, the people at the party said that Jeremy and Jasmine were basically like going at it on the couch. Mm -hmm. Uh, she was like arguing. No, like like... essentially having sex. Yeah. On the couch. Um, Jeremy still unable to shut the fuck up, confessed to his friend, James Wally saying, quote, we killed my girlfriend's family last night and I gutted them like a fish. Fucking talk. Jasmine then said, quote, my brother gargled. Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking bitch. So now on April 23rd, yeah. Gareth saw that Mark's truck was in the driveway and asked his mom if he could go play with Jacob because mm-hmm. he didn't get to the night before. Yeah. He comes running back shortly and tells his mom, quote, Mommy, there's bodies at Jacob's house with blood on them. I saw them through the basement window. Oh, God. His mom went running over there and saw Mark and Deborah dead in the basement. She immediately called the police, who arrived after 1 p.m. Police found the bodies of the Richardsons, um, and then they saw a family portrait and realized that Jasmine wasn't there. Right. So their first assumption is that she was kidnapped. Yeah. Um, The police immediately released a statement that they were looking for Jasmine, quote, regarding a serious family matter and issued an Amber Alert. 
Police then went to Jasmine's school to see if they could get any more info. They spoke with her guidance counselor, who was like, yeah, she's pretty fucked up. Uh, the guide, Now, see, the guidance counselor could open her locker. The police could not. Yeah. So. Yeah. That makes that, sense to you? That's standard. how it goes. Okay. Yeah. So the guidance counselor went through Jasmine's locker and found some shit. She found a 12-panel comic strip with three people burning and two people laughing. One panel had a truck labeled Jeremy's truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also a note talking about hoping her parents burn in hell and uh, then ends it with amen. Amen. R- wrong. Right. Wrong. <laughs> Just so, a bit. Yeah. So now the police are like, all right, well, she's probably not fucking kidnapped. Yeah. So, Something's up. Huh. Back at the house, uh, bloodstain expert officer Serge Larocque. That's a badass Sir, name. Sir, email me because yeah. I love your name. <laughs> uh, I just want to hang out with you. Right? Serge. Hey, Serge. What's up? Serge Larocque. Wasn't that one of the fucking uh, American Gladiators names? It sounds like it. I think it was. We're going to have to look. Fucking laser and thunder. We used to watch it with my dad. Oh, I loved American Gladiators. the chicks? The jousting. Dude, that that was a fucking show, man. The chicks would kill you. Um, And I would would let them. Yeah. I would love it. Everybody said that. Yeah. (laughs) So he was examining the obscene amount of blood. Uh, The hallway had 100 plus projected stains uh, from Jacob. And there were 75 plus in his room. There were transfer stains to the end of his bed. So they believed uh, Jacob was attacked in the hall and dragged back into his room and died on the bed. Um, Again, they said a major bloodletting event occurred and described his room as a, quote, bloodletting event from a source moving around the room. So he was running. He was running around with his fucking lightsaber in his hand. Yeah, it's going to make me cry. Uh, Deborah appeared to have died where she was attacked. Police said about Mark, quote, you could tell the dad was a warrior. Dad fought till his last breath right till the end. You could calculate how long the death fight took by looking at the scene. They also found blood on Jasmine's light switch in her room, leading them to believe that the intruder knew the house. Yeah, because he fucking snuck in. Mm -hmm. Which I don't understand. Like... My mom would have fucking killed me. Yep. I wouldn't even attempt it. I know. Oh, sneak out tonight. Oh, okay. Come meet my mom. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I did write in here. My husband always says to get away with murder is to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Obviously, they did not. That's all you got to do. Uh, the friend at the party. Keep your mouth shut. Don't talk. Yeah. You're golden. Especially because um, the friend that he told James Wally went to the police immediately. <laughs> he was like, I'm not Shaking carrying this fucking burden. Shaking my head. He told him Jeremy said he got at him like a fish, and Jasmine said that her brother gargled. Uh, Jeremy's friend Jordan also went to the police, telling them that Jeremy had repeatedly begged him to help. On April 26, 2006, at 7 o'clock, news of the murders were everywhere. Jasmine and Jeremy were hanging out with friends Kaylee, Casey, Jen, and Mick. Kaylee was a runaway and wanted to stay with Mick. Casey said she would drive them and asked Jeremy and Jasmine if they wanted to go. They said they were headed to Leader, which was 100 miles away. The pair was like, sure, and laid down in the bed of the truck. Because 
that's normal yeah. apparently um isn't it fucking cold yeah uh, meanwhile in leader this guy officer aaron ewart was on his very first night alone on patrol no. he knew of the bolo be on the lookout uh and that the pair could be headed that way Based off of info from her friends, who all sang like fucking canaries, they were headed to Leader. He kept his eyes open while patrolling and was off at 2 a.m. He woke up suddenly at 5.30 a.m. thinking the pair were eventually going to need gas. So he got up, he went to the biggest gas station in town, and parked in the corner of the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, 4.24, so that that same morning, uh, a truck pulls into the gas station parking lot at 7 a.m., the girls, minus Jasmine, go into the gas station. They see the newspaper with Jasmine's picture on the front and laugh and grab snacks and drinks in the paper. Uh, they showed it to Jasmine, and she giggled. Huh. Hmm. Jeremy said, that looks just like you. <laughs> cause Wait a minute. It's because it is you. It is. Uh, at this point, these dipshits that they're with really haven't realized what's going on. Yeah. Um, they see Jeremy and Jasmine's uh, reaction to the paper, and I put one of the stupid heads. <laughs> Figured it out. Um, Jasmine tells the girls if they're asked, Jeremy came to pick her up at 11 to go spend the night at Coke Dealer's house, whose name I don't know, which is why I keep calling him Coke Dealer, because yeah. it keeps it straight. Call him Gator. Yeah. Uh, Gator. After, Gator don't play. After drinking too much, Coke Dealer and Jeremy got into a fight. This is what they were supposed to stay. say. Which would explain away the black eye that Jeremy had gotten from Mark. Um, <clears throat> the group then drove to the local high school and parked in the lot to figure out what to do next. They came to the conclusion that they needed a nap. Duh. Yeah, I mean, you're sleepy. I didn't take one again today. I know, I'm so proud of you. No, fuck that. Today I could have used one. Babe, you haven't been taking any. I know. I'm proud of you. I hate it. I know. I'm trying to be productive. I'm the one that's been taking naps. Yeah, that's okay, though. I'm productive when you nap, so it's okay. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Officer Ewart saw the truck and was like, oh, fuck yes. <laughs> I was right. Score. He called his buddy, Officer Gallant, for backup. And the two decided the best idea would be to just ambush the truck. Yeah. Because they watched it, and all these fuck faces are sleeping. Yeah. Perfect timing. Uh, at 7.51, the officers approached the truck and pulled everyone out. Jeremy and Jasmine come out, and she has no fucking pants on. Okay. I had to put them in there. Jeremy starts yelling, quote, tell my mom she can have my TV, and I, and I love her. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ma, you got my TV. That That's all you're giving her? Ma, the meatloaf. Is the fucking TV? It probably wasn't even a nice TV. It no, was probably, probably one of those wasn't. fucking portable kitchen ones. Yep. So Jasmine is... With a VCR still attached. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jasmine is put in the same squad car as the three other stupid girls. Um, and they suddenly become concerned that Jeremy's going to be charged with rape. Hmm. Murder. Hmm. <laughs> murder. Did we forget murder? Yeah. Yeah. Murder one. So Kaylee says... Jasmine, you should just tell the police, you know, that the other guys wouldn't let you put your pants on and they raped you. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
to which Jasmine replies, quote, it wouldn't be sexy even if it was a hot cop because I still like Jeremy. I thought you liked kinky shit, too. Right? <laughs> Just saying. Um, when they got back to the station, they brought Jasmine inside and left the three girls in the car. Uh, by the time they came back out to the car, Jen, who is Coke dealer's girlfriend, had kicked out the cage, which is the divider nice. in squad cars, yeah. by the way. Um, <clears throat> the girls were screaming, fuck you and fuck off. And then Kaylee stole a bunch of notepads and pens, which I 100% understand. <laughs> but um, you guys are in fucking jail and there's cameras. Yeah. So they, they, they saw you. And then they said they acted that way because they were scared. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, I kick out cages in squad cars when I'm scared. Yeah. I might steal a pen or two when I'm scared, but whatever. True. Um, Casey actually would later be arrested for accessory to murder. Um, It was dropped, and she ended up pleading guilty to obstruction because she's the one who drove them. Mm -hmm. She got one-year house arrest and was told not to do drugs or alcohol. Mm -hmm. Because that works when you tell them that. Yeah. Uh, on April 25th, 2006, at 1030 in the morning, uh, Jasmine was interrogated. Now, in Canada, they have a Form 9.1 Youth Waiver and Caution form. Like, it's a big fucking to-do in Canada to protect minors. Juveniles. and Yeah, rehabilitation and, yeah, yeah all that stuff. So, um, <clears throat> they, uh, minors are protected by what's called the Young Criminal Justice Act. Officers Cole and Sheehan decided to play father figure and cool guy, which is a good way to do it because she fucking fell for it. Uh, Cole played father figure and he got nowhere uh, but theatrical crying, he said. Sheehan played the cool guy and he came in and introduced herself, introduced himself as Chris, you know, got on her 12 year old fucking level. Yeah. And then she says, I like you. You smell good. Mm. Hey. Murder. <laughs> Hey, whatever gets the rapport going. <laughs> Did someone give her pants at this point? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Jasmine tells multiple stories, none of them involving her, obviously. Eventually, after several hours with her new BFF, Chris, Jasmine broke. She said the only thing that she did do was try to choke Jacob so he wouldn't suffer because they knew he couldn't live without his parents. Oh, Fuck you. She said, quote, I went in his bedroom. I was trying to calm him down. Uh, said Jeremy came upstairs and said, quote, we need to kill him. You can't just leave him. I had a knife and I like I was really having a hard time. He was like really pressuring me. So I stabbed him in the chest, but it slipped or something and I couldn't do it. And I was trying to wash it off of me. <sighs> Fucking bitch. So she, then she said Jeremy finished him off because she couldn't. Uh, the officers confirmed that Jasmine did, in fact, stab Jacob in the chest. She did not miss. She already had the knife in her room and at one point had left Jacob's room to grab it out of her room. She said she didn't know what to do, again, because she didn't want him to suffer without his parents. Um, don't murder him. Right. Just, you know. She said Jeremy did it out of love for her, all while Jacob repeatedly said he was too young to die. I want to fucking hit her with my car. Yeah, I do too. Um, the cop asked if she wanted to write an apology letter to her parents just to, you know, get try and get some info. Yeah. She started it by calling them her, quote, parental units. What? Dude, you're weird. <sighs> she fucking said weird. she went on to say that this was possibly her fault. And, quote, I'm sorry my sarcasm was taken to heart. 
Yeah. F- fuck you. You're a bitch. So on 426, uh, 2006 at 840 in the morning, Jeremy's interrogation starts. He <laughs> let it all out. Yeah. He's like, I was high as fuck and freaking out and didn't know what to do. And literally that's what happened. He said he tried to talk Jasmine out of it several times, but he would do anything for her. Uh, this uh, I say dipshit a lot, apparently. He also said he didn't plan on killing the Richardsons, but it happened while acting in self-defense. What? Yes. Uh, Dude, stop. Jeremy then volunteered that Jasmine killed Jacob. He said, quote, I went upstairs and watched her cut her own brother's throat. Now, he admits to killing the parents. Yeah. He admits it. He still, to this day, is like, I did not fucking kill Jacob. She did. Yeah, I, I believe she. If did. you're gonna admit to the other two, why wouldn't you why admit wouldn't to the you, three? Yeah. So, so I I believe that mm-hmm. I believe it was her. Yep. Uh, when asked why she would kill him, Jeremy said, "Quote because she knew it had to be done. I didn't touch him. I was pacing. Then she came over and gave me a hug. I had to go for fresh air. I couldn't take it anymore. And after I got out of the shower, she showed up in a cab. I said, "We have to get out of here. We have to leave." Yeah. When police told him Jasmine said he killed Jacob, Jeremy freaked the fuck out, screaming, she cut his throat, I didn't want to kill anybody. Then the cops were like, hey, do you guys want to exchange notes to each other? We'll, we'll pass them back and forth for you. Oh, fucking gene. Yeah. Yes, because these fucking idiots. Wow. Yeah. He again calls her Cuddle Bunny. But, oh, my God. Cuddle Bunny. <sighs> Cuddle Bunny. She apologized, and he said, Cuddle Bunny, what's done is done. He wants to touch her skin and kiss her. Mm. Again, I'm going to remind you, she's 12. Right. Cool. Okay. Um, So while Jeremy was in jail, he was using his phone calls to um, call his new 14-year-old girlfriend, Morgan. Dude, you got a problem. (laughs) You you got a fucking problem. He met her at the mall, babe. Babe, this dude's a fucking pedophile. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so she was obsessed with him. Yeah. And again, I urge you to Google his picture and ask yourself why. Yeah. Uh, she would hold vigils outside the jail. Oh, glorious. Here's the best part. Um, there was multiple other girls who were also obsessed with him and would hold vigils with his girlfriend, Morgan. <laughs> Dude, what is with people? I swear to God, like, people are fucking just out there. So the closest thing I had to a vigil with you was the -the glow-in-the-dark fucking Virgin Mary. Right. Yeah, that looked like a bat. And the stuffed dog. Him and I scared everybody with that. It was fucking fantastic. Um, You did freak out in a coma when the word balloon was said, though. Did I really? Yeah, you like whipped your head. Because Leo was like, who brought the fucking balloons? He doesn't like balloons. And you were like, Whoa. And I was in a coma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh, he really doesn't fucking like them. Um, I still have a video of Jax chasing you. You're both in your underwear. And he's chasing you with a balloon. Oh, you got to show it to And me. he's I yelling remember. daddy and you're yelling, babe. <laughs> babe. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> You gotta show that to me. I'm gonna have to find it. I uh. fucking hate balloons. <laughs> it's so weird, they, babe. They pop, and it's I'm not ready for them, and it just my says anxiety. the man who shot a gun for a living. It's weird. 
Just the bigger they get, you know the what, more though? anxiety I get. Your sister, too. Did you know that? Yeah. 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 Weirdos. Um, like, if I saw a hot air balloon in person, I probably, like, no joke, I would probably pass out. Really? Yeah. A hot air balloon, too? Those don't pop, though. Oh, I, babe, the bigger the balloon is, the more, like, I really get bad. Like, no joke, I, I would pass out. The bigger they are, the more, like, I have a hard time breathing. And, like, I, I start to see stars. I'm trying not to, like, laugh at you, but I'm laughing at you. Fuck I didn't you. know, like, I knew balloons were a thing. So we, we legit, we keep balloons yeah. out of the house. And, and we have for 12 years. Glitter, too. Glitter, glitter I know. Glitter is the same way. I get it on my hands, and then I feel like I can't get it off. You have referred to glitter as the herpes of life. They are. On more than one occasion. Babe, like, it it gets everywhere. I hate sitting on it. I hate it on my clothes. And then when I get it on my skin, like, I feel like I have to wash and keep washing. Guys, I have glitter shirts. I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. It doesn't face. come off. They're, they're, like, sealed, so it doesn't come off. You saw the glitter shirt. I showed it to you. So when Jeremy was being bused to another facility, they put an undercover undercover officer on the bus to see if they could get any more information. No. Wasn't even asked about it. Started volunteering information right away. Uh, he I think said, they have enough. He like, said, she did the kid. I did the parents. She's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So are you. Yes. So they were planning on moving to Germany and buying a castle. With what money? Solid plan. With what? I don't. I don't know. Okay. You don't get a life insurance payout when you're twelve. No. Yeah. Huh. So June fourth, two thousand and seven, Jasmine's trial started at the Court of Queens Bench Courthouse. She did plead not guilty. Her identity at that point was concealed uh, because of she Canadian was, laws. Yeah. yeah. It was obviously leaked. They yeah. called her Jr. Um, the defense was she was a child under the control of a predator. Which would have probably worked, except for all the computer stuff. Yeah. Um, especially where you said, let's kill them. Right. Minor detail. But yeah, if, if they didn't have that, that probably would have worked. It probably would have worked, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Okay. The other thing they argued was that uh, the officers didn't allow the proper right to an attorney. So her confession was largely inadmissible. Oh. Shit. doesn't matter. She fucking wrote it all over the yeah, internet. Yeah, I mean, they're still enough. Um, which the cops still say. They're like, no, no. We filled out the fucking 17 pages of that 9.1 form that we have to fill out and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And um, She actually testified, which is, I can't believe they put a kid on yeah, the stand. In, in a murder in trial. In a murder trial. Yeah. Why, what are you doing? So she said that all the talk about killing her parents was a joke and she never meant for it to be taken seriously. Oh, dude. Maybe then when your boyfriend comes in through your basement window with a knife in his hoodie, you tell him to turn around and go home. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. She was compared largely to Carla Homoka. Do you remember that case? No. The Ken and Barbie killers? Oh, yeah. 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 Because they were Canadian, so I guess it was a big thing. Um, The prosecution asked why they had sex after the murders, if you were so upset and so Mm -hmm. scared, and he took advantage of you. And she said that Jeremy knew she was scared, and he wanted to make her feel better. Do you think her lawyer's heads fucking exploded probably. when she answered that way? Yeah, probably. I'd have been like, just get down. Get yeah. down. Stop talking. Get down. You're done. Oh, my God. 
It took the jury four hours to find her guilty of three counts of first-degree murder. Wow. Surprised it even took, took that, that long. Yeah. Uh, November 8th of 2007, quote, the circumstances surrounding these murders is horrific. It's difficult to imagine or conceive of a more horrific crime than this. The planned and deliberate murder of her parents and only sibling by a 12 and a half year old young person. She became and was the youngest murder suspect in Canadian history. Wow. The max she could get was six years with four years conditional supervision. Yeah. What? The judge felt that she would highly benefit from rehabilitation. Oh, God. So she was entered into ICRS, which is Intensive Rehabilitation Custody with Supervision. Just such bullshit. So she ended up getting four years with 18 months time served. So that's your six Mm. years and four and a half years of conditional supervision. Jasmine was released in 2012. She has since changed her name and moved. You think? Nobody knows where the fuck she is. She doesn't have to put that shit on anything. Dude. Job applications, nothing. She she could fucking, she could be a, a babysitter. Yeah. Yep. Again, I, I know it's in Canada, but our criminal justice system is, shit. is so fucked up. Some people are just How is this evil. right? She didn't have a psychiatric issue. No. Neither did he. This is so fucked, mm-hmm. man. So on November 14th of 2008, Jeremy's trial started in Calgary, or excuse me, at Calgary Court Center. Yeah. Uh, his talking did, his, did him in. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, the bus tapes were admissible, so everybody got to hear them. His mom came to court every day wearing his letterman jacket. Hmm. He dropped out of high school in 10th grade. What, how the fuck did he get a letterman j- jacket? Who the fuck knows? What? Yeah. So his defense was self-defense. He came to get Jasmine and was attacked by her parents. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day of deliberation resulted in guilty counts, uh, three counts of first-degree murder. Yeah. On December 15th, 2008, he was sentenced to life uh, without parole for 25 years. Good. But she's out. <laughs> so that is the story mind. Yep, of Jasmine Richardson and Jeremy Stanky Leg. Steak Lake. Yeah. That was a good one. That's fucked up, isn't it? Pisses me off. Yeah. But she needs rehab. Dude. She needs someone to beat the fuck out of her, first of all. And Cook County is all about juvenile, you know, rehabilitation and it doesn't work. Rehabilitation. (laughs) No, it's fucking bullshit. It doesn't work. Crime and punishment. Punishment. Because mm-hmm. now our biggest issue out here in Cook County is these criminals who are out because it's no cash bond. Right. And, and it's the repeat offenders. They just get out and they fucking do it again. Yeah. And again. And again and again. Yeah. Nothing. It's, Nothing happens. It's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And then the politicians wonder why Chicago's so fucking out of hand. And right. The suburbs are so out of hand. Right. Because you let them. Hello? You let them. Mm-hmm. The judges are fucking taking advantage of things and politicians are. I mean, it, it's I just, saw it's, how hard it was for you to get fucking charges. Yeah. Some of them really pissed me off. Oh, they, some of them pissed me off. Good Lord. 
It's like you're handing them this case on a silver fucking platter, yeah. and they're like, no, we need a little more. And it was so weird because so many cases where I didn't think I had enough. You, they gave I it would, to you. I, they would give it to me and no yeah. problem. And then cases where, like, I had everything. Ah, no, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's just not enough. And, dude, what? What? Yeah. Do your fucking job. That's what, it's that simple. That's what I don't understand. This is your job. This is your yeah. only job. Yeah. And you can't fucking manage that. I remember just a, a short story. I, I had to, my partner Lugo and I, no, actually it was my tech partner, Lewis. We had to go to Davenport, I Iowa to testify in a case that we, we arrested some guy on a gun charge. He was up for something in... Some kind of status in Davenport. Oh my for, god, I remember for this. For a crime. Yes. First of all, we got a ticket for speeding, which and is... we were in a marked squad car. Right. They didn't give us a break, which was fucking ridiculous. I love Marcus too because he used to tell everybody when I was pregnant with Jax that it was his baby. <laughs> yeah. But um, and that was ridiculous. It was um. I remember that. Uh, we were. What do you call it? The cameras on. Like a, a speed camera. Oh, my God. But we were in a marked squad car, and we called the lieutenant after. And yeah. And he's like, no, sorry, you guys got to fucking pay for it. What? We're like, number one, dude, we're doing you a favor. <laughs> right. Number two, have some fucking professional courtesy. Wow. It was nine over. and we Nine? Left, yes. And we left early in the morning to fucking make it to court at oh my 9 a.m. Nine over. So we left at like five in the morning to get there. But- Anyways, the one state's attorney, there was a state's attorney there that started in Chicago, in Cook County, and left. Oh, really? And we were conversating, going over the case, and he flat outside, he's like, I I don't know how you guys put up with it. I don't know how you guys deal with it. He's like, "I, I left there, and I am so fucking glad I did. He's like, it's just an absolute joke. You you can't do your job. No, you can't. So. You can't. No. And a lot of people don't realize that there's that step in between. You you don't just get arrested and, and go to jail no. and charged. It's got to be approved. Right. You, you sit in the fucking town's jail cell. Yep. And it has to be approved by felony review. Nobody knows what the fuck felony review is. Right. So then if somebody's let out, they blame it on you guys. Yep. Yep. It's fucking wild. Ugh. But anyways, this was a good case. Jax keeps getting louder and louder yeah. upstairs. So I will tell you on the air, though, that uh, Josh told me last night that... Your, Our nephew. Yeah. Your mom said that. She's like, well, maybe I should start listening to their podcast. And Josh is like, Grandma, no. No. <laughs> no. Please don't, Mom. He's like, it's really not your thing. Like, I don't no. think you're going to like it. No. Please don't, Mom. I was like, we're fucked. If she she already tried on Alexa and couldn't fucking figure she it out. She did not. Yeah, she couldn't figure <gasps> it out. It was bringing... I don't know what she was saying on Alexa, but it was bringing something else up. Oh, my God. But, but Josh was like, I tried. So if she calls yeah. you guys... He's like, when she said that, I was mortified for you guys. Yeah. But I like my I like my dad listening. Yeah. I mean, he loves it. My parents it. listen. Yeah, he yeah. loves it. And, you Which know. is hilarious to me. Yeah. Well, it's crazy to me because growing up, he did not say shit nope. about any of his cases. Now you could talk to him for hours. Now he just lets it all now go. Now he's giving us ideas. Yeah. 
Yeah. But he wouldn't say shit about yeah. his. And I get it. He was, he was involved in a lot of shit. Yeah. And then so. you see him. It's just so weird to like, you see him and you talk to him and you know what his background was and you're like, I just, he, yeah, I could see it. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah. He I, looks looks like a mobster. He does. <laughs> he, he does a hundred fucking percent. He looks like fucking what's his name in Goodfellas. He he a hundred fucking percent. I think it's the Robert hair. Uh, De Niro. De Niro. Yeah. When the older Robert De Niro with the yes. glasses. Yes. That that's yes. what my dad looks like. Yes. He does. I mean, like, and you, because my dad is mixed too, so he's mostly Italian, but he's got Polish in it. Or mm-hmm. no, Ru- he's Russian. Yeah. Because my grandfather was Russian, but Italian. So, but my grandma was a hundred percent Italian. So he's mixed. Yeah. But he's got that Italian look to him. The first time I met him, when you were, you know, I knew everything about him, and I met him, and I was like, he's this. Like, sweet little old man. And then he opens his mouth, and I was like, I could totally fucking see this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I could totally see him doing that. Yep. So, yep. yeah. He, now he's he's all for it. Yeah. Yeah, your mom. He's been involved in some crazy shit. My mom and my stepmom are both fucking Patreons. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, right. your mom would have a stroke. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep it that way. Yeah. She, no. No, we'll just give keep giving her the wrong link. We will wake up to a box of Bibles on our front stoop. I know we will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Yep. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Patreons, we absolutely love you. Please keep it coming. Everybody else, we love you too. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, and don't forget with the platforms, we will be starting on a new platform ASAP. I will say again, Circle yeah, does not affect patreon in any way shape or form none whatsoever two totally different entities right so and then mark will put a message out on social media when i get the merch up and and going so so all right so stay tuned and i'm gonna go make some more shit yep and we'll be with you with a, a new episode within a few days here okay yeah so thank you guys once again and we will be talking to you soon bye bye say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill